Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast, episode 21. The True Adventure Podcast is the podcast where you already know that Mother Nature is crucial in becoming the best version of yourself. So we're going to take that to the next level. Here, we learn how to use Mother Nature's lessons to grow, excel, and become our truest self. So let us do just that. Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast. Hello, my friends. Happy Friday. I'm your host, Karina, and I have another client interview for you today. But before we get there, I wanted to extend the official invitation to book a 2023 hiking and yoga retreat. I have so many on the calendar. They are going to be so much fun and they will sell out this year. So I'm very excited about all the places that we're going. We're going to Joshua Tree National Park, Baja, Mexico for a business retreat, Zion National Park, and I am officially launching Big Sky Montana and Leavenworth, Washington in the coming weeks. So you can go down to the show notes and set up your consult call. This is a free call where we will set up for 45 minutes and you will walk away with your truest self blueprint. So this is where we are going to get down to the actionable steps you need to start taking today in order to create your most authentic, incredible, satisfying, fulfilled life that you've always wanted to lead. So many of us have always asked the question of what's next, what now, I'm not sure where I want to go, whether it's you're in a job that you're not sure what's next, whether you're moving or you're thinking about if you should move, whatever it is, we're going to get down to the actual action item steps that you'll be able to walk away with and start taking action now. So not only will we talk about the retreats and all the logistics and answer any questions about what each of the retreats hold, but we'll start making that transformation to your truest self today. So head down to the show notes. This is your official invitation to join me on a call, join me on a retreat, and we will start together creating that incredible, beautiful life that you've always wanted because you have the ability to make changes in your life. You have the ability to take responsibility for the results that you have in your life and anything that you want to create you have the resources to create them. I truly 100% believe that. I believe that anyone who wants to do anything can absolutely make their dreams come true. So whether you want to live in a treehouse, which the client that is interviewing um, on this podcast, he had that idea. He wanted to live in a treehouse. So I can't wait to watch him help him um, explore that and figure it out from there because we just spark inspiration here. We figure out what's next, and then we take the steps to make it happen. So listen in to this client, listen in to his experience on the retreat and his experience in going back to quote-unquote regular life after the retreat, and really hear, especially at the end of the podcast, the end of the recording, what the lessons he has taken away and how he's actually successfully keeping some barriers and some boundaries and keeping the stress, the daily stress that comes of the hamster wheel that we cause or that we have in America, um, how he keeps that kind of at bay. He's able to decide like, is this something I want to be stressed out about or not? So listen in, 
let him share his wisdom, let him share his life experience about the job that he has, the stress that he has experienced, and of course, the retreat that we went on together. All right, my friends, let's get started. Listen in. Hello, friends. I am here with another client interview. This is my good friend, Austin. Austin Marshall is an operations and aerospace engineer at SpaceX. So very cool. He's currently working in Redmond, Washington on the Starlink satellite programs. But in the past, he's worked in LA buildings, uh, the Falcon rocket, the Dragon spaceship, and the Starship programs, which are just such fun titles. (laughs) I love them. Um, His adventure of choice is definitely hiking and traveling. He's been to over 35 countries and spent three months living and camping on a bike throughout Europe. Very cool. Um, And he loves to blend together a good work-life balance. And I've seen this firsthand with him um, where he spends time working with some of the smartest, incredible aerospace engineers in the world, followed by very fun and intense weekend trips deep in nature, hiking, camping, and foraging for anything that he can find. So Austin, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. Tell us a little bit more. I love the names of all of the like SpaceX stuff. I think they're so fun. (laughs) Uh, Thanks. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, uh, Karina. Um, Yeah. uh, Just like jumping right in on the SpaceX stuff. The, uh, I put the names in there because they're really fun. Like Falcon, uh, Dragon, Starship. (laughs) um, They're pretty cool. But then I also put like explainers in there. I'm like the Falcon rocket the dragon spaceship you know the starship is our new rocket our, our mars rocket um because like there's i have a lot of like nerds space friends that all are like in this world and like know what these things are but sometimes when i just start name dropping these things and i'm like yeah we work on the dragon program they're just thinking like khaleesi and like game of thrones and they're like we have no <laughs> idea what that means <laughs> um so i'm like yeah dragon is, is a spaceship so it works anywhere from like five-year-olds because every five-year-old knows what a spaceship is all the way up to people that are just non-technical, like off social media, like don't know who Elon or like space or SpaceX are. Um, everybody knows what a spaceship is and they you know, yeah. they've seen astronauts. So um, yeah, pretty cool, fun names. We actually have like naming contests quite a bit, like whenever uh, a new program comes. Yeah. Um, originally like our new Mars rocket, it's the biggest spaceship in the world. Um, and we didn't know what to call it. So there was a naming contest around SpaceX. So we called it the BFR for the longest time, which, which like technically was rocket? the, well, it, the big Falcon rocket, oh. <laughs> but yeah, everyone called it the big fucking rocket. So, and that was like for two years. So I was on the, I was on the BFR program for two years. I had to explain it constantly to people. I love that. That's so funny. I, that's such a very, like SpaceX is very, um, like I, we just talked about this for all the listeners before we started the podcast, but like, it's very woo woo for science. I think it's so funny. So tell us a little bit more about like you, you talked about like the more sciencey you get, the more woo woo you get. Yeah. So everyone thinks of science is like, you know, it's cut and dry. And like, this is this is right and this is wrong and anything that's woo woo or we can't explain isn't science which therefore means that it's not real but the higher up the levels of science you go to like the fringes of like new exploration like lewis and clark type science it gets it gets to be more and more woo woo because like science is like not necessarily the a correct answer it's a it's a process for finding information mm-hmm. and a lot of people for, forget that they take a couple science classes in school they're graded on right or wrong. And then they think like, okay, science is a right or wrong thing. 
but like really science is like the exploration of the unknown. And the only way to do that is to put forth a hypothesis and then test against it. And a lot of those hypotheses are wrong or like fake, but the only way to figure out which ones are real or to start asking those like woo woo questions, like what if this could happen? You know, you have to get to that very, very edge of it. So like SpaceX, we're right on the edge of like asking like what is possible? Like yeah, a lot of it is like physically, like what can we physically put in space and what kind of technology can we do? But then again, it's, it's like, well, what if we went to Mars and colonized it? And, you know, had people living there and changed it into a planet that people could live on. I think that's so fun because like I, you know, and one of the meditations that I know that we did when we were on the retreat at Glacier. So Austin came on the Glacier retreat in August of 2022. And one of the meditations we did was like not thinking about the what, just thinking about the how. No, not thinking about the how, just thinking about the what. Right. And that's the, I like same, 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 but different idea that those people at SpaceX are like asking the questions of like, what if we did this crazy thing? Like maybe we'll figure out how to get there. But right now we're just thinking about like what could happen, what could be out there. So how did you start or like, have you always been able to think in that capacity? Have you always asked like really bizarre, weird questions, or is that something that you learned in working with SpaceX? Uh, man. Yeah, I think that, I think that's what, what has like drawn me to SpaceX is mm-hmm. I've had a lot of, um, you know, I'm an engineer, but I also like, I'm from a science biology background, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, I go into engineering school, like being very creative and wanting to like do all these like crazy engineering projects, but then you get into engineering school and it's very straight laced, cut and dry, like right or wrong. You're yeah. going to learn calculus. So it's like, I think a lot of engineers have this problem where it's like they're creative people that like to solve unique problems. And so like some of those can be like artsy type people, but it's to get through the program, you have to like be able to sit down and take four years of calculus and numbers, which is like almost the opposite of being creative. Sometimes yeah. it's just like, we're going to filter out people that can't learn this really hard math mm-hmm. type stuff. So I think like going into engineering school, I made it through all of that and I kept part of that creativity streak of like wanting to do things like in a unique and interesting way, which has like made me, you know, work at some of like the really, the biggest companies in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I go in and and I have a lot of fun, but then I'm able to just like take from that what I wanted and say like, okay, now what's next? Yeah. You know, I almost dropped out of engineering and I was like, I want to go work somewhere really cool. Like one of my internships um, was at like a connector company. We Mm -hmm. make connectors for like the aerospace industry. And like, it just like, drug me down because I was at behind a computer doing like mm-hmm. CAD modeling, like six hours a day, reverse engineering these like Chinese parts, you know, so we could rebuild them in the factory. So I was like, I'm going to leave engineering. I'm going to go do biology. And then I'm going to go work in Africa with a bunch of elephants, like forget numbers. I'm going to work <laughs> with animals. But in the process, I was like, uh, I've already gone like four years into this. I can get my, my master's in engineering. So I had like one more internship. So rather than do this mechanical engineering thing where I'm taking apart parts, I switched mm-hmm. to industrial engineering, which for people that don't know, industrial is kind of like a much more social talkative engineer. It's like the efficiency, right? You're like trying to make things more efficient, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like efficiency. Uh, there's like industrial engineers that work in buildings and set them up. There's, and then there's the service side of things. So that's what I leaned more towards. And I was like, I'm going to go to Disneyland. Like they hire, they're one of the biggest hires of like, industrial engineers Mm -hmm. specifically for the service industry which is like people flow 
Yeah. Like how many people can I get into Disneyland and like on to rides as possible? And like, how can we maximize the amount of fun that they have while doing it? So it's like, it's not like getting, yeah, it's like not like getting widgets through a factory. It's like, let me get people through here that all have their own decisions and their own things going on, their own family sizes. Everyone's unique. Right. So it's like, now it's like a math problem, but very creative with like, what do people want to do? Yeah. That's so cool. It's, it's so interesting to hear all the different ways at which people like come about, honestly, their career. I know like some people start out and have an idea of like what exactly they're going to do from the start, but it kind of sounded like you had an idea, you almost bailed, but you came back and were like, no, I am, I am going to like follow through with this. And, um, it sounds like you, you kind of found your spot, especially with SpaceX and working for what, you know, one of your biggest goals of like working for a really cool big company. And I know one of the things that they did and when you were on the retreat, you're on your sabbatical. So tell me a little bit about the sabbatical and really your insight when you were on your sabbatical. So not just like the, oh, Elon Musk gives you a six month break, but like, <laughs> or whatever, but um, actually like what you got out of your sabbatical, because now you are back at SpaceX and we're returning to your job. You know, the, the funniest thing is I told somebody the other day that I went on sabbatical and he looked me in the face and he said, so you're like a monk? <laughs> what? <laughs> or are you a preacher? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like sabbatical, right? And I was like, he's like, that's like a church thing, isn't it? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I see how you got there. Like Sabbath, like Sabbath. You know, like, yeah. I guess. I guess. <laughs> sabbatical. That's so uh, funny. I love that. Yeah. So sabbatical is whenever you have time off work, leave, kind mm-hmm. of like a paternity leave or like leave of absence, but it's um, a planned break, like soft quitting. So like yeah. you're guaranteed a job when you come back. Starbucks um, has one too, by the way, at like 15 years or something. And it's literally called a coffee break. That's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I think that's so funny. <laughs> that's way better actually yeah 15 yeah. years is a long time um, I don't know I I think it might be 10 I can't remember I remember when I was a barista my manager got a coffee break and he had been there for a really long time so I don't I can't remember how many years it was but definitely longer than SpaceX well yeah ours ours is five years so I waited that's six wild. because there was a pandemic going on I didn't want to take three months off and go traveling because everybody would just judge you <laughs> and look and yeah. say, look at him having fun over here traveling during a pandemic. So <laughs> I waited six years and then took it this, this first summer whenever things were kind of opened back up. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone asked me like how it went, like what it was like. And I, I look him in the face and I'm like, I a hundred percent recommend if you have the opportunity to take a sabbatical or just a t- like extended period of time off work to mm-hmm. go do it. Um, Cause you learn a lot of things. You're like, everyone's like, well, if I had more time, I'd do this. Mm. they keep telling themselves that and then they say like oh well, I'll wait till the weekend and then they use their weekend and it's like but you only have two days you yeah. never really get to reset your brain um but yeah some people wait their entire lives and retire and then they never take more than two weeks off from work over like 40 years and that's cr- yeah that's wild that's wild but so many people do it yeah so um I took it and it, it really helped me like reset learn what was valuable what let me learn like how how much like work can like stress you out Mm -hmm. and how how hard it is to change that momentum of being like stressed out and like kind of like always up in your like alpha 
brainwaves and like mm-hmm. just like chill out and get like back down into like delta brainwaves like where you can like sit in nature and relax and not think like what is my next deadline or like where do I need to be next or like is everything going to come crashing down at work um it takes some time it takes a you know six weeks to like get rid of all those like endorphin chemicals and um you know stress hormones inside your body and start just like waking up and thinking like oh what do I want to do today and not what do I have to do yeah yeah it's it's wild to think about because like everyone thinks or a lot of people think that like the weekend will help reset them and like it does for the most part but to actually take an extended period of time to like fully check out and not have the responsibility or like not have the like like cloud over your head of oh emails to come back to because how many months did you take off uh three months Three months, like three months is a long enough time that you're able to actually like let go of anything that you have at work. Whereas I think even people that take two weeks, they still have the like ominousness, like I have to come back to work so soon. And so you don't actually get, like you said, out of the alpha brainwaves and into like just calm and like relaxation and just doing something because you want to do something and get rid of that stress like so many people sit in that even when they're on vacation because it's a such a short period of time what would you say to people who are like oh I want to take an extended break but I can't uh I think so I think most people that don't take a break it's almost 100% fear-based why they don't and yeah. like, I'll explain that like a lot of people, like everyone obviously wants to take a break. You just ask anyone or I tell them I'm on sabbatical and they're like, oh, I wish I could do that. Or I want to do that. You mm-hmm. know, and then you look at them and you're like, okay, go do it. And they're like, oh, immediate, immediate. I can't. I got too much going on. Like I have all these projects. I have all these plans. I need the money. Like how do you pay your bills and all this stuff? And it's like, okay, you want to do this, but you're not. And it's all the reasons are fear-based, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's all like, oh, well, maybe I won't have a job when I come back or maybe I'll run out of money type thing. Um, and I think that's what, where everyone is. It's like, oh, three months with no money, but then you don't see the trade-off of like, you have your own time. Yeah. Right. Everyone is, we were all ingrained to like, say like you have a career where you work, you know, 50 weeks a year and have a couple weeks of vacation. Um, and it's weird to not work, mm-hmm. you know, and in America, it's really ingrained in you like oh you're not working you must be lazy or homeless or like yeah. or like a, a dropout like a granola dirt bag yeah where <laughs> you have no money and you live out of your car and which is a wonderful lifestyle by the way um, but, <laughs> I don't know if you can see my car the seats are folded down and I have blankets back there because I was yeah. sleeping in it this last weekend <laughs> I love that yeah for all the listeners who's literally lived in his car this last weekend it looks like Um, I love that, but it's so funny because so many companies actually have an ability, whether it's a formal sabbatical or not. I know, like I went through when I was working my army job, still, I went through and like read the fine print of my like contract and my like employee thing. And throughout my employment, I was actually granted 30 days of leave without pay. I was allowed to literally take an entire month of leave without pay, but they don't tell you that like the company is very smart. You know, they're like, they're like, no, no, no. like you can do it, but like, we're not going to let you know that you can do it. 
And, um, and you do have to use up all your PTO before you can do it, which is fine. Like, okay, whatever. Um, so I ended up doing the leave without pay right before I left the job, like literally <laughs> did leave without pay for two weeks and then came back and I worked my final two weeks and then I quit. <laughs> and, we have a name for that in the industry. And, we call it, we call it the sabbatical quit. You go on sabbatical, you come back and then you quit. <laughs> I love that. That's exactly what I did. That is exactly what I did. Actually, technically I quit right before I did leave. I got the leave without pay approved. And then like literally within a week, I came back to my boss and I was like, yeah, so when I come back, I'm done. <laughs> like just, <so> you know. <laughs> um, but it was, it was such a fun, cool experience. Like whether, cause I was going to come back. I still had to work for two weeks. Like I still had to finish all the projects that I was on. I still had to like help and do all the things, but those two weeks of leave without pay were so fun. Like I was on a road trip and I fully checked out, like my boss called me once and I completely ignored it. Cause I was like, I'm, I'm not there. Like, I don't know. What That's true empowerment. <laughs> I was like, I'm not answering this call. Um, but I, I think it's funny because there are so many companies that give you an ability to do so. It's just really, really hidden. Um, not to say every company is like that. I'm sure there's plenty of companies that are like, no, no go, no fly. Like that's not going to happen. But taking a break is so much more beneficial than working for that same amount of time. Like the money that you get from working in that same amount of time is not nearly as valuable as like, like you said, the experiences and the things that you learn over that actual break. So what was your biggest insight over the three months that you had off? Huh, let's see. I w would say like my understanding of like stress and like chronic stress has mm -hmm. like changed. You mm -hmm. know, it's like we all say we're stressed out. Everyone all the time knows. And it's like you, you can look at it and say my boss is stressing me out. My work is stressing me out. Whatever. Not going on vacation is stressing me out. Um, but then it's like it's not until like those stresses are gone away and they're going to keep popping back up in your head. And it's like after like weeks and weeks and weeks that you're like, oh, this isn't there. Like it's almost like a nightmare, like all the stress you used to have. So it's mm -hmm. like we all know we're stressed, but not many people know what it feels like to not have that stress anymore. They don't even know what baseline is. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, it's, it's, and it's not like, oh, I'm like weightless and like so free and I have no like worries. Like, you know, I, I went on sabbatical and it's like, I didn't have work stress, just chronic, like project, project, project type thing. But I'm home with family. I'm there with my nieces and nephews, my girlfriend, my mom, my mm -hmm. dad, cousins, um, friends, all these people that I haven't seen in years because of the pandemic and living on the West Coast. And my schedule for three months at home was jam packed every single day. Some, or someone wanted to do something. Someone wanted to go to a water park. I'm going to summer camp. I'm like mm -hmm. painting with my girlfriend's mom. You know, I'm, I'm doing all these things. Um, and it's like, you're not just like sitting there chilling, like in a hammock on wow. sabbatical. And it's like a, a different kind of stress. It's like, it's not chronic now, but now it's like, there's all these like hundreds of things that people want to do with you all summer. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, my biggest insight was like, you can quit your job. You can go start your own business. You can go traveling. There's always going to be something there that like is stressing you out. And maybe not in a bad way, but like you yeah. always have these things to do and expectations from people and like just interacting with the world. So it's yeah. like, you can, you can leave your job, but the baseline that like everyone thinks is like way down here, this floor of stress is 
it's way farther away than what reality is. It's like, you may go from like here to there. Yeah. And then that feels like a whole like backpack of bricks is taken off your shoulders, but you'll never have that feeling of like sitting on a beach, like, you know, in like Cancun with not a care in the world for like six months straight. Like that's like a, maybe a few hours or a day or two, like feeling that you Mm -hmm. get every once in a while. Um, But I think that's like the biggest insight is like the the floor of stress you're going to get by quitting your job is way closer to like what you're currently doing than people expect. Yeah. And I I think that's funny because someone recently um, like gave me some perspective on the idea of like time. Um, It's like find an adult that has quote unquote free time. Like you, you're not going to have it no matter what they do, whether you're working at SpaceX or you're a CEO of your own business, or like me, I'm a yoga teacher who like, like technically has waves of, um, of like, quote unquote work. Right. But like, I'm working full time as well. Like it's, I'm still working on a business. Um, even when I'm not on a retreat itself, like there's not going to be time that you're legitimately, like you said, for long periods of time, just like sitting and doing nothing because humans don't want to actually sit and do nothing. It's boring. It, it's not (laughs) like, you know, you look at people who retire, they retire and like within a month, they're like, they found a new project. They figured out what to do with their time. They're like, okay, I like, I stopped working. Great. I'm not going to just sit around and read a book and watch TV every day, all day. Like that's not what they do. They find a new project. Like, grandparents all over the world, like pick up knitting or cars or start a new business. Like so many people I've seen so many stories of people like very successful business owners. They like sell their company because they're like, oh, I have enough money. I'm good. I'm going to sell my company and do nothing. And then like within a year, they've started a new company because they got bored and did something. So like, yeah, the stress doesn't go away. It's just like, what stress do you want to have? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like pick the stress that you want to have. Is it something that you want to impose on yourself? Which like, personally, that's probably the most ideal stress is ones that you get to pick versus ones that's like outside of that. So yeah. What was your favorite thing you did on sabbatical? My favorite thing I think well I think I'm legally obligated to say that going on a glacier retreat was my favorite thing (laughs) he's also wearing a glacier t-shirt right now for all the listeners I love that I love that I had to get in the mood I was like what am I gonna wear today I almost wear a SpaceX shirt but I was like when else am I gonna wear my glacier shirt and show it off I love that mountain goat (laughs) mountain goat I love that you got the one with the mountain goat because you got socks with the bear on it right yeah I really like the mountain goats even though we only saw a mountain goat briefly while driving yeah I should have <laughs> turned just around the trees <laughs> it's okay well in all in all fairness we assumed that we were going to have an entire like beautiful day of like hiking up through yeah. Logan's Pass and seeing mountains and rivers and lakes and mountain goats but yeah. the the weather in Glacier is unfortunately very volatile <laughs> yeah yeah it came in came in real quick came in real quick um, um yes yeah so Gl- Glacier was definitely a highlight it was um at the end of August, which was like a week before I returned from sabbatical. So it was like the bookend of activities that I was doing. And I, I kind of did that on purpose because I was like, one, I, I need to like make sure that no matter what happens on the sabbatical, it's like, I don't go back to work without like taking some time to just like breathe yeah, and rest. And I, I was like, I didn't know what I was going to do on sabbatical, but I was like, if anything, I've locked this in 
And Brittany and I are going to go on a great trip and we're going to do some good hiking and be with good people and like do something totally for us, you know, it sounds kind of selfish, but it's like, we're going to go and we're going to go hiking and camping and eat some good food and do yoga. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that that was like a great experience so much so that I actually went back to Glacier the next week. I know. I saw that. (laughs) I was like, I'm so glad he went back. That's so fun. (laughs) I love that. So, um, yeah. So what did you get from, I know you said that you got like, obviously the, the things that are literally in the title, yoga and hiking and, and chilling and being with Brittany, um, who is his partner who came on the retreat with him, um, for all the listeners and what was like some insight you got or what was your favorite part, or just tell me more about your experience on the retreat itself. Gotcha. So, so whenever people were asking about it, the way I interpreted it was, yeah, we're going to be going on some really dope hikes. And when we get to the top, we're going to do some yoga and we're going to rinse and repeat, like go home, like eat some food, go out, hike top of mountain yoga. I was like convinced that that's what we were going to be doing. And then day one, we get there and you're like, actually guys, I can't technically teach yoga inside the national park. (laughs) They might (laughs) reject me from coming back ever again. So we're going to go in, I can lead to hikes and you can do some yoga, but I can't lead it. And then I was like, okay, (laughs) what, so how is this, when are we doing yoga? Um, before, after, during hike. Um, so that was like my first, like with that, like, okay, this is going to be different than I thought, but like, it turned out to be like so great because like, it wasn't just even hiking and yoga, which is what I, I saw those two things. And I think my brain just turned off and I was like, yeah, I'm so like, I love those. But, um, there were a bunch of like really nice surprises, um, on the retreat. Um, one, your mom and Joe from dropping beats came. So we had a a personal photographer, Karina, Karina's mom is an amazing photographer. Um, and then Joe from dropping beats is like an amazing, like personal chef Mm-hmm. that makes like the best vegetarian food I've ever had in my entire life. So um, good. He's so, so we got you and you're amazing. And like, you like brought us all together and like led this amazing retreat. But then like, there were these like bonuses that we just didn't even like account for. Mm-hmm. I don't think almost anyone did. No one signed up for the retreat because they were like, Oh, Karina's mom's going, it's going to take pictures. Cause we didn't <laughs> even know that or, earlier or that, or that the food was going to be so good. You were just like, Oh, it's all inclusive food. Um, but yeah, those are like really great surprises. And then in addition, the content, um, we did some, um, like journaling, we did some meditation. Um, and then we did like several workshops, um, which I didn't even like think about. I'm sure you said it, but in my head, I didn't even stop and think like what a workshop would look like. Um, but these workshops are all like very like reflective and like interpersonal and like figuring out like what you want and like who you are and like just making you stop and think about yourself, Mm -hmm. which like goes really hand in hand with like being at peace when you're doing yoga yeah you know because like it's like when you're doing yoga and you're sitting and breathing and thinking all these like it's kind of like meditation all -hmm. these thoughts are popping up in your head you know you're trying to do like downward dog and then you're like thinking about a deadline or something you have to do but doing like a workshop like before after during it just like gives your brain a chance to like think about all the possibilities of things that like pop in so then you go into yoga you're like oh I've already thought about all that it's like I'm in a zen place now Yeah. I can like sit here and just think about my breathing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Like, and that's what's fun about these experiences and these retreats is like, you're here and the goal is to be present for the five days. And, um, I challenge people to like put their phone on airplane mode 
um, as much as possible, you know, call loved ones and whatnot, but like really be present and leave the work at home, leave the work like at work and just be there and use this time solely for yourself and like be selfish, like take the time and be like, I'm not going to talk to anyone for the next five days because <laughs> I want to, I want to spend time here and connect with the people that are here that are doing the same thing that I'm doing. And it's like such a freeing experience to really get insight within yourself. So what was, um, I guess, what was it like to be the only guy on other than Joe, Joe is, but Joe's part of staff, right? So what was, the, <laughs> what was it like to be the only guy as a retreater there and like to be with your partner and how was that experience? So I get to the Airbnb, we show up, we're like the first carload to get there other than you and Joe and your mother. So we get there and like, um, we're looking for the rooms. Brittany and I are like scoping them out and like seeing what's going on. We find ours. And then I start like looking at the other doors and like looking at the Airbnb and I'm like, okay, there's like what, 11, 12, 13 people here. Hey, Brittany, am I the only guy on this retreat? <laughs> like, I, I didn't even, I didn't worry about it or think about it. I just assumed that other couples would be there because it seems like a very coupley thing. But yeah. every single name on a door is a girl other than Joe, who is the chef. <laughs> so it's, it's me and I think like 12 girls, plus, <laughs> plus Karina and her mother. So it's like, okay, this is, I gotta really show up. I'm the only guy here. Like I'm going to be the best and worst guy on this trip. So (laughs) (laughs) the best and worst guy. That is too funny. I love that. That's a good mentality to have. You know what? I like it. I'm a fan. I I, I tried not to make it uh, like the key thing, you know, that I had to talk about every single time it got to my part in like a sharing circle, like, Oh, well, here's my perspective as a man, you know, I, I try to just like get out of there and be present. Yeah. And, and be like, we're all people here and we're all like trying to do these workshops and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to make it up, like keep drawing the light that I'm the only dude here. Yeah. <laughs> um, although the funniest thing in the entire world happened whenever we were doing yoga in oh, the morning, um, we had a couple interruptions because we were doing like the yoga in like the driveway of like a bunch of like cabins uh, and other Airbnbs. So obviously there's a lot of people trying to visit the national park and like coming and going. Um, people walking their dogs, people packing in their cars, but yeah, a, a, a guy like a bro with like his flat bill on, like <laughs> is getting ready and like being super silent, and respectful. But then like, as soon as he pulls away, we're all like in the middle of like a very peaceful, like yoga flow. He like rolls down the window and like looks over and he's like, namaste queens. <laughs> and like every single person just like lost composure. Cause I don't even think that he saw that I was over there, but like everybody just kind of looks at me. <laughs> And then, like, for the rest of the trip, anytime someone, like, like conversation would come to me and I'd finished, I would be like, namaste, queens. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it was so funny, honestly. And and that's the, like, funny thing about retreats is, like, unless you're at a retreat center, we're just, like, trying to vibe in a space that, like, other people exist. Like, we're still in a public setting. Um, and so we still do yoga, like, in front of random people that just, like, walk by and they're like, why is there a yoga class right here? Like, uh, just because. Um, and that was such a hilarious, like, like, like you said, breaking of composure. It was such a good bonding moment in that time. <laughs> and like now everyone on the retreat, like I've had multiple of the testimonials and multiple of the things like literally hashtag namaste queens at the end of that <laughs> retreat. And it's so funny. It's such a like 
now we all now we all know like we all have that like bonded thing now so it's it's so funny to like have moments of that on retreats (laughs) too fun so what was it like coming back now that you've had about a month and some um to be back and like what have you taken away from the retreat what have you brought to your life what has changed where did you see an impact anything like that uh yeah so i talked about like the momentum of like getting out of your work mentality whenever Mm -hmm. you're like going on a break and leaving and how you carry like that like stress momentum like you wake up every day and you're like, Oh, I got to get coffee and I got to get all these things done. And eventually you start to get out of that and you get into like, Oh, I'm going to relax and like wake up and like stretch first thing. It's like, and then you get this momentum where it's like, okay, I've done this now for a couple months. And that's like your thing is like, I'm not going to let that thing stress me out. But then you go back to work and it's the same thing. It's like, it's like turning a ship. Like the ship is still has a lot of momentum going forward. You can't turn a ship really quickly. Yeah. So it's like you go back to work and it's like you're in this mentality of like, I'm not going to let anything stress me out. But you're back with people that didn't go on sabbatical, didn't go on break. And they're like, oh, so what'd you do? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. National Park, whatever. Yoga. Cool. We've been stressed out all summer. You're going to be stressed out. Let's do this. We're getting back into it. Mm-hmm. And you have this momentum and you, no matter how hard you try, your body is just like, nah, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to do it like you're doing it right now. Um, <laughs> and everyone, like everyone it will just be like, I can just see in your face that you're so much more relaxed, you know? And I'm like, it's, it's the moment, it's the momentum. So it's like, now I'm carrying this forward. And it's like, you, it may go back to me being stressed. I have no idea. I've never done this before, but like, it feels like I'm much more like guarded against like my personal like boundaries and like Mm -hmm. how I'm willing to like feel about something and like what kind of like burden I'm willing to shoulder when they try to dump it on me, you know, like here's this project and it's like, okay, this is the thing that needs to get done. This is the deadline, but this extra, extra additional, like you should be really stressed about it mm-hmm. and kind of spaz and, and change your like emotional state. That's the part that I'm like, Hey guys, that's not really necessary to get things done yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's what I'm trying to carry forward. And everyone has like commented on it in, in meetings and everything else. They're like, yeah, I can just see you're so much like more I peaceful and calm about this. I love that. You're literally like emulating I'm the the like feeling that you found so valuable in your sabbatical. You were like, you know, I am less stressed. I am like you said a little bit more guarded about what stress you take on of like is this something I want to be stressed out about or is it not? And it sounds like you're really keeping that momentum and keeping that um going and you've been working for almost a month now back and you know, keep on going, keep on chugging with that. I love that. I think that's awesome. So we'll, we'll start to wrap up here, but what would you say is like your biggest like nugget of wisdom or, um, like advice that you can give kind of based on our conversation or just like random <laughs> advice that you want to give <laughs> the listeners? Um, that's a good one. Uh, I would say like, maybe not the biggest, but here's a big nugget. Like you should like work to prioritize yourself and your needs and your wants first mm-hmm. and, and early and then often because nobody else is going to do it for you. Yeah. Right. So like the yoga retreat, I think we signed up in like, what, January of 
2022 yeah for a retreat that was in august of 2022 so like nine months later almost yeah um and i was like i don't know i didn't even know i was going on sabbatical at that point i was just like we're doing this you know and like i've met you before you know Brittany, my beautiful girlfriend you and her are friends from college um so you guys knew each other and we knew you were doing this and we wanted to support you um and obviously you and Brittany are much closer friends, but I was like the driving force that was like, Hey, Brittany, we're doing this. We're going to go on this. Like I can help pay for it. Like whatever, like I want to do it. It's mm-hmm. like, when else are we going to go on a yoga retreat? You know, it would be like a lot harder for us to like go and seek and find like, Oh, we want to go on a retreat. Let's go look at all the options yeah. and get analysis paralysis. And then it's like, is it going to be fun? Do we know these people? Like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. But like, I think knowing you and like, just like spending, you know, an hour with you it's like oh I could spend a whole weekend with Karina and you guys are obviously friends and have stayed friends so it's like okay if even if the content's bad at least we're going to be there with (laughs) one cool person you know the the instructor um and then it's like we you know it's something that's good for you and you could you know breathe and do yoga and be in a beautiful place and I was like Brittany we're doing this we're signing up yeah and had I not done that I would you know had we waited till like summer and been like oh let's do a yoga retreat in two months like one, it would have been filled up because you do you do a great job of filling up the retreats mm-hmm. so that we just wouldn't <laughs> have had spots and we would have come up with all these other things that we thought we had to do Yeah, in that time. And we could have easily just like spent that time working and spending time at home with family and then never even known what we were missing out on. But, you know, nine months ahead, we prioritized this yoga retreat yeah. and said like, this is something we're going to do for ourselves. Yeah. And like, that's something that I've been trying to do in addition to the sabbatical and everything else. It's like, what can... Austin right now do that's going to like make Austin in like a month or 10 months like feel whole and like complete and like I'm taking care of myself I love that what can you as a person what can Austin do now that'll make 10 months Austin so happy because it's so true like you know you booking the retreat in January like did you know quote unquote, nothing for you in January, but you knew it was there. It was something to always look forward to. Like you can't be upset about a vacation on the calendar. Like it's always, so <laughs> you're like, I have something to look forward to. And like, and come August, Austin, like had a wonderful, incredible time, you know, on that retreat. And that's so cool. So fun. So that's his nugget of information, friends. You got to like plan what 10 month version of you is going to be happy for happy about like make that happen now that's so fun so Austin if they want to connect with you more um where can they find you where can they connect with you uh I have an Instagram like most people it's uh explore.austin Austin uh in the same vein as like SpaceX starts the next um I try to post some silly reels and stuff every once in a while obviously I'm not as good as Karina you're a content creator uh uh but yeah, they're uh, LinkedIn, um, Austin Marshall. You just have an Austin Marshall and then SpaceX and it should pop up. Um, and then Facebook, same thing. You have an Austin Marshall on Facebook. If, if you'd like to connect and see photos of some of my travels, it's usually a mix of like very nerdy space information uh, along with like some of the like prettiest hikes and like adventures in the world. I love that. Yeah. In, and addition, hope- in addition to a lot of like mushroom and foraging. Yeah. Like, oh, that's my newest thing in the last foraging. <laughs> So speaking fun. of which, speaking of which, I, I need to take you on a foraging hike. Yes, I want Come to. Come October. I've been, I've been scoping things I'm out. Down. 
I've been scoping things out. The mushroom situation is not good yet. It was really dry summer. So like, it's going to be like pretty deep in October before it's like any good, but I brought home like a 25 pound bag of elderberries the other day. Oh, so wow. I'm going to make a syrup for a week. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that you forage. I love that you find all this food. This is so fun. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm totally down. <laughs> so uh, anyone in the Seattle area, um, Tacoma area wants to join us on our mushroom foraging. We'll be going, hit us up, follow Austin on Instagram. Uh, everything he just said, I will have linked in the show notes. Um, so friends, that is what we have for you. Austin, thank you so much for being here. This is so fun. I enjoyed our conversation so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Karina. Of have course. a great day. You too. All right, friends. I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.